want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, man, for style? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday morning in the Bluff City. It's wrestling time. Making his way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome your host and your hero, Kevin Zorito. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. Coming up later on this hour, we're going to talk a little wrestling this week with our regular guest, but we're going to talk some football with him as well. Jerry the King Lawler, of course, joins us every Saturday on Wrestling Time. He has just landed in Newark on his way back from the United Kingdom where they uh, did a Monday Night Raw yesterday. They pre-recorded. Raw is not live on Monday night this week. It was recorded yesterday in the UK. He is back in Memphis now just this morning, a week removed from game day. We took off last week in observance of game day to give the King some time to focus on his picks. He did okay, I think. Uh, uh, he did better than, than Lee Cor- uh, Corso did as far as the, the Memphis SMU game. We know that uh, for sure. But we'll talk to the King, get some behind behind-the-scenes perspective from game day on Beale Street last Saturday. Uh, that is coming up. Also, uh, a big announcement this week in Memphis. Oh, my goodness, 2020 is going to be a hell of a year for professional wrestling fans, at least the first week of 2020. It's going to be a happy new year, if you like, uh, wrestling here uh, in in Memphis, in this territory, because we already know SmackDown was coming to Memphis on January the 3rd. They announced this week. And tickets went on sale yesterday, along with the SmackDown tickets, that AEW will be here for Dynamite on January the 8th. So five days after SmackDown is here uh, in the Bluff City, uh, five days later, AEW will be at Lander Center in South Haven, uh, just uh, down the road, of course, in the Memphis market, our midsize arena down there in Northern Mississippi. So that we'll talk a little bit more about that. As we talk about AEW big watch party tonight uh, for AEW, I'll be out at rec room with Andy Mack. Uh, so we'll, we'll break all of that down, but we're going to start uh, the show this morning, talking with sports Illustrated's uh, reporter and, and host of the sports illustrated media podcast. His name is Jimmy Trina and he joins me now. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for joining me uh, on this uh, Saturday morning. Before uh, we get into to some specific wrestling talk, I, I since we have you on this week, which thank you so much for taking some time on, on a college football Saturday to, to to give us a call here. But a week ago, Jerry the King, game day was in Memphis for the first time. Historic day here in this town. We were very excited. Jerry Lawler was selected as as the game day picker, and I at first I was like, they're not going to go with the King because they have wrestlers on. Uh, they've had wrestlers on a couple times this year already. Ric Flair's already been on. The Undertaker's already been on. Like, they've had their fill of professional wrestlers. But apparently, they like having wrestlers on, so they have had the king on because wrestlers uh, are just fit, I guess, the vibe of the ESPN college uh, game day. Do you have any insight on why game day uh, likes to book wrestlers? Well, I mean, I think they, uh, for the, for the, um, Celebrity picker segment. They they really run the gamut on everything there, so um, I'm not surprised they would use wrestlers uh, for that. And I think uh, you know the, the specific instances you messaged. The Undertaker was at that game that day that uh, he was on game day. 
uh, Ric Flair is a celebrity outside of the wrestling world. Everybody knows Ric Flair, and um, you know who, who's more associated with Memphis besides uh, maybe Elvis than Jerry the King Lawler. So it makes total sense that they would do that. And yeah, and who else is? So do you think it has anything to do with just wrestlers or just make good TV? Uh, or especially for that type of segment, which is supposed to be just outrageous. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. They're they're actors. They're showmen. They know what makes good television. They uh they do it all the time. And uh, you know, okay, College Game Day is a perfect show for them. Lighthearted and um, fun atmosphere. It's, it's, you know, the crowd at Game Day is like a WWE crowd at an event. So it's a definitely a natural fit. Oh, I, it is like a WWE event in the late 90s. Like I cause I was out there at Bill Street last Saturday and I have not seen that many signs since I was like in the pyramid for the St. Valentine's Day massacre. Uh, right. I mean like Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon in a, in a steel case. Like it was like the sign like wrestling you could watch wrestling on TV now you don't see as many signs. It's not like that was a trend. It's people still I, like I, to make signs. Just, they just don't bring I, them to the wrestling shows as much or they get taken away. Yeah, I miss the signs a lot. You, if you go back on maybe like the WWE Network and you watch those Raws from the late 90s, like you mentioned, and they open the show and they pan the crowd and Jim Ross is screaming and yelling. And they, I mean, every single person has a sign. It's pretty awesome. So. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're making a, a, a little bit of of a of a comeback uh, on wrestling. But uh, we're talking with Jimmy Trader from Sports Illustrated. The also so this week also Lawler was on Game Day, but then Chris Jericho is on Inside the NBA, which also might be the two shows, the two pre post game shows uh, that make sense to have wrestlers on. Uh, this is another one. Uh, Chris Jericho was on that show. I don't know if you got to, to check that out, but the whole time it was really just Charles Barkley and Shaq wrestling each other. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the synergy there, the synergy with TNT and AEW is fascinating because WWE had tons of it early on with the Fox deal. I haven't seen uh, many cameos or many tie-ins since that first week. Should they up that uh, with WWE and Fox? Uh oh, did we lose Jimmy? We might have lost Jimmy. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's I'm here. I'm, I'm right. sorry about that. No, it's fine. Um, no, I was saying, uh, I, I don't think you're going to see a ton of Fox people on SmackDown, but Fox is still doing a lot of cross promotion. They had John Cena on at halftime of their uh, Thursday night NFL game this past week. Well, there you go. Yeah. So Fox is doing anything they can, you know, and they just added on FS1, uh, WWE backstage, uh, Tuesday nights at 11. Uh, which is hosted by Renee Young, and the, you know, to basically cross promote SmackDown. I don't necessarily think you're going to see a ton of Fox people on SmackDown. I don't think that's the way to go. Uh, you know, WWE's had a lot of problems lately, uh, winning over fans with storylines and content. And um, you know, I think it would be smart if they really stuck to wrestling and not, uh, you know, give you cameos with Joe Buck and and Troy Aikman. <laughs> Well, they they had so many cameos on the the SmackDown. I didn't realize John Cena was was on football the other night. I'm guessing he was promoting a movie yeah. more so than WWE. But I guess you can do. Oh, he was doing both. Do I mean, both. listen, the, the Fox has been promoting WWE relentlessly. Uh, you know, they made sure to talk about SmackDown. If you watch Thursday Night Football, there were several several commercials for SmackDown. Um, and I wanted to say that they had they did something last weekend, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. It all it all sort of uh, runs together at this point, but Fox is still doing heavy promotion. 
And how are you consuming? I got all the all. Anytime I have a guest on right now, this time in professional wrestling, how are you consuming it right now? There are too there's too much wrestling on, and wrestling fans agree uh, to that. There's so much to pick from and choose from and prioritize. And you got your day jobs and you got other stuff to watch. How are you prioritizing? What are you making sure you watch every week? Is there anything that you watch before something else? Is there something you're skipping? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's really hard right now um, for multiple reasons. One, like you said, there's so much of it. And two, I, I just think the product's been really bad lately. Um, uh, you know, uh, I basically will just try to find clips on YouTube. It's hard to watch an entire show. Um, you know, what the WWE has done recently, I really don't understand bringing in Cain Velasquez and, and Tyson Fury. Um I have no interest in that. I've, you know, they put the belt back on Brock Lesnar. To me, he's an automatic change of channel. Um, you know, uh, the guys who I like, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, uh, the Miz, uh, you know, those guys don't seem to be in a prominent role right now. They're, they're pushing other people and the, the OC again, not, not my thing. So it's, it's, I, I try to keep up with it with the YouTube. I mean, WWE does a phenomenal job of putting the main stuff on YouTube. If I, you know, if I hear about something, I'll, I'll check it out and watch it. Uh, just as an example, the crown jewel, um, you know, I didn't watch any of that. I know Bray Wyatt, you know, a lot of people are into Bray Wyatt. That's you know, obviously the uh, fun house is, is fun. Um, but again, they put all that on YouTube, so you can check it out there. So that's basically how I consume it. Well, have you been have you been uh, sampling any of the NXT products since it's now on national television, or of course AEW, which uh, many wrestling fans are excited their pay per view tonight. I've watched way more AEW than NXT because I'm a huge uh, Jim Ross fan. Obviously, the Cody Rhodes promo this week was phenomenal. Got a lot of play on social media. Uh, I think it's a great story too that you know Cody Rhodes not used and, and maybe not really respected in WWE leaves and starts this company and, and look what it is. It's, it beats NXT in the ratings every single Wednesday, um, which is, you know, pretty amazing when you consider the WWE juggernaut that's behind NXT. So, you know, obviously Chris Jericho's there and they're, they're doing some pretty great promos. Um, you know, it, I think that's the WWE's biggest problem is, you know, the promos are just as important as the matches and with everything being so heavily scripted and edited and the, and the wrestlers sort of not being allowed to do that thing. I mean, it's, it's pretty evident with the WWE and their promos. And especially when you go see AEW. I mean, Cody Rhodes' promo, if anyone out there listening hasn't seen it, go check it out on YouTube. It's pretty old school wrestling promo. And, uh, you know, we need more of that, I think, to keep people entertained. No, I, I, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. So, so, so every week on this show, I like to take, take a moment to talk about just something positive, something I enjoy from the week uh, in professional wrestling. What, what has made me pop uh, recently watching the show? Cause there's so much content, as you said, there's so much to criticize. And so uh, let's, you have perfectly segued into what made me pop this week. Pop, 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 pop. Bam! All right. Here's what made me. Uh, Pop, it is without a question the Cody Rhodes promo. Everybody's talking about it. Some people comparing that Cody Rhodes promo from this week's AEW to his dad's hard times, his hard times promo 
uh, that it was just so good and possibly going to end up being something we look back on as being iconic. I just think we just haven't seen something like this in a while because we've just been so accustomed to the scripted WWE paper uh, promos and the, the mm-hmm. back and forth. Prom- like, what was the last good? Can you think of a, a good WWE promo that you just remember was so awesome, Jimmy? Uh, well, I, I give, I'll give you one that was really one of my favorites. And you know, it's hard to, it's not what you're looking for. Cause I know you're looking for something where someone gave some phenomenal, um, you know, dropped some phenomenal lines, but I always remember the promo that Roman Reigns did after he beat the undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> and he didn't say a word and the crowd just booed and cursed him out for about mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And then he just said, this is my yard and dropped the mic and left. It was a 15 promo where a 15 minute promo where he literally just said, this is my yard. Um, I thought that was pretty awesome the day after that WrestleMania. Um, that's a good one. And that's, that's one that like, really that's something that's made AEW so much fun. I'm excited. They're coming to Memphis here the, the, in January. Like the crowds there feel kind of like you only get that feeling on WWE products the day after WrestleMania, right? The raw after mania is the right. time the crowd right. feels like it feels every week on AEW, even though it's smaller. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, and again, you know, we both mentioned it. I think the fact that, AEW sort of given their their superstars free reign, whereas WWE everything seems so overly scripted. I mean, the wrestlers basically tell you that. So um, clearly, the crowd knows that, picks up on it, and and the energy at AEW uh, is really, really it's it's off the charts in comparison to WWE. And so the Roman Reigns promo, I agree, that was a good promo. It was short. It was that was something that was uh, absolutely. I try to think of one. I came up with one. Here uh, in Memphis, uh, actually, it was John Cena and Roman Reigns when they had some random feud in the fall that should have been a WrestleMania feud, yep. but they had it in the fall. They had a promo back and forth and actually happened here at FedEx Forum. And I remember that one in part because because I was there. But but that's also there's just a certain WWE like vibe to those promos like there's a certain style to them. And I'm watching this Cody Rhodes. And yes, it feels more unscripted. It just feels I don't it, there's just a whole different feeling like i i forgot promos could be like that growing up in memphis we had so many and it's kind of like again back to another memphis wrestlers reference here uh so many memphis reference and we're live here in memphis tennessee but uh, to me it's like such a difference from like in the nba right there you have you can play a basketball game uh and you could play it the style of the old grizzlies the grit and grind slow basketball there's that style and then there's the style of the Golden State Warriors that have won the championships every year, the fast scoring oodles of points. Like those, they're both playing basketball, but they're both totally different. And one is usually considered much more entertaining than the other. And and to me, like WWE's been doing promos, but they've been doing it in such a, a grit and grind style that if you just seen enough of it and the excitement of seeing just somebody go out there. And, and I'm a believer in Cody. They've got me believing in Cody Rhodes. Were you a believer? Are you a believer in Cody Rhodes now? Like, are you a fan of like, oh, I, I, I never thought this would happen. Absolutely. Um, I don't see how you can't be a believer. He's, uh, he, he's, what he's done, I think is, is really extraordinary, uh, in and out of the ring. And, uh, he's, you know, I think when he was unhappy in WWE and left, he clearly had something to prove. And, uh, that obviously was sort of the motivation for him. And he's, he's lived up to the expectations and, and sort of, you know, passed them um, tenfold, I think. And it's going to be very interesting to see, I think, um, 
you know, with them now running every week and so much WWE talent being underutilized, uh, how many people end up from going from WWE to AEW. I, I think it's going to, I think you're going to really see a lot of shifting uh, over the next, right. you know, year or two. And uh, would be, well, it's going to be very interesting to see. One thing on that, you mentioned that John Cena, Roman Reigns promo from Memphis, mm-hmm. that was in my head as well. And the significant thing there uh, that I remember is that Roman, you know, we're talking about everything being scripted, forgot his lines during that right. promo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. John Cena sort of had to carry him through, which made, so him forgetting the lines made that memorable as well. So. The, the things that make them memorable are not. I mean, you think about, I guess maybe the Miz cutting that promo on Talking Smack a couple of years ago on yeah. Daniel Bryan maybe is the closest thing we've really seen uh, of this style promo that we got from Cody Rhodes uh, on Wednesday night. And every week, like, AEW's had good promos on the show. John Moxley has had a good promo. Jericho's uh, first promo the first couple weeks into it. Like, people criticize them on not telling that many stories, but they're they're delivering to me as far as. Growing up in Memphis, like the in ring, the work rate in the ring is not uh, the number one thing on the list. Jerry Lawler is the king of the city, right? It's about the talking so much uh, to me. It's more than 50% is what Jericho said on Inside the NBA the other day. Uh, Less than 50% is about what happens in the ring. And uh, I was just surprised. They've like, this is Stardust. I, I knew Cody was big. I haven't really followed AEW or the elite until they got onto TNT. And they've got me believing in Cody Rhodes, the way they presented him. It's, it reminds me like Cody Rhodes to Dusty Rhodes is now on the same level as Charlotte Flair is to Ric Flair. You know, like he is the, the son of a legend who has a chance to be even bigger. Like that is like, it it blows my mind until the show started. Like that was not how things were. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned Charlotte Flair and just, you know, going back to the the differences between WWE and, and, and AEW with Cody Rhodes. And in the last few weeks when they had to sort of build up and promote the, the crown jewel and they're dragging out Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. I mean, to me, it came off as sad more than anything, but and these guys should not be, I, they're legends. Mm-hmm. They're all timers. You know, you don't want to say anything negative about them, but uh, those guys don't need to be on TV right now. The, the WWE has enough people where we, we I mean, it, it, it's really it, not good television anymore when they're on it. It, it was, it was not good when those guys were cutting their promos and trying to promote the crown jewel pay-per-view. We're talking with Jimmy trainer from sports illustrated, uh, read train of thoughts every day, but also you need to subscribe to the sports illustrated media podcast. He interviews wrestlers all the time. Just recently again, Renee young, uh, that new WWE backstage show is going to be, uh, something interesting to follow, uh, and, and, and watch there that just all of WWE. Do you have any thoughts on the current announced team, uh, situation that they have? They had an emergency, uh, announced team, uh, last Friday night on SmackDown. Did you get to see any uh, right. of that, uh, Pat McAfee, who came from that's uh, from what well, he was like on, on Thursday Night Football on ESPN, did SmackDown in Buffalo. Then he was here in Memphis on Saturday morning for for game day. Uh, that he was actually pretty good, I thought, last week on on SmackDown. I, I didn't hear that one. Um, the interesting thing I think about the uh, the new play by play guy on Raw, mm-hmm. he sounds just like Michael Cole, who ended up moving over to SmackDown. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love that Jerry Lawler's back on, on raw. Um, he's still, I think, you know, great doing what he does. Uh, he should be there every week. You're smart of them to bring him back. Um, you know, Michael Cole never really was a huge fan. Don't get it. I don't think he sells the stuff. Um, 
you know, and uh, you know, I feel for the announcers, all the announcers in WWE, because again, you know, not a secret. Vince is in their ears telling them what to say, basically their whole show. And it was interesting. Renee Young, uh, like you mentioned, was on my SI Media podcast last week and was completely open about. She thought she was the word she used was she was a disaster doing Monday Night Raw. Um, talked about how difficult it was for her. Obviously, when she did it, and and now they got three people. I think all these shows work better with two. Um, so I, I think the broadcasting situation at WWE is, is far from perfect. But the one positive was was definitely bringing Lawler back. Yeah, and the and it is a two man booth this Monday on Raw, according to spoilers that came out uh, from the United Kingdom with Dio Madden getting attacked by Brock Lesnar last week. It's just the King and Big Joseph uh, on this Monday's. Raw. Okay, well, wrapping things up before before we uh, get out of here, uh, we do need to talk about the biggest story um, of the week here in, in professional wrestling. Oftentimes, the biggest story of the week is the biggest story in the history of our sport. In the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history. The two biggest superstars in our sport in the biggest event this sport has ever seen. The biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest story in the history of our great sport. Uh, we have to talk about Saudi Arabia. There's so many uh, facts we do not know about what happened over there in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Jimmy, the story, of course, WWE went over there for their fourth show, uh, another crown jewel last week. Wrestlers got stranded last Friday, uh, were unable to make it back in time for SmackDown. And so they had to call up NXT wrestlers. There's rumors of uh, different reports where they're looking at Dave Meltzer, whoever, about what actually happened. Uh, WWE saying, Travel delays. Everybody that seems to be the the, the corporate answer it was just regular old uh, issues with the plane, things of that nature. While then there's other rules and speculation running wild, like Hulkamania, that they, in fact sure. the the uh, Saudi government held some of the wrestlers there, did not let them take off as a way to respond to uh, some sour negotiations with Vince McMahon from earlier on in the day. Uh, did you get a chance to look at this? Does it say something that the traditional media like sports illustrated has not picked up any of the, of, of the rumors out there? Does it make you think that, that none of that is true or does it make you think, well, maybe they're trying to confirm some stuff and we might learn something here in the next few weeks. I, you know, I don't want to be a, a bad radio guest and come yeah. on and be like, I have no idea, but, the truth is, is I mean, you laid it all out. The rumors are all out there. We've all seen the rumors. We've all read the rumors. Uh, the fascinating thing to me about this is the WWE has been as buttoned up and as tight-lipped as you could be about this. Very, uh, you know, Meltzer usually gets everything, and even his information has been limited. Um, I I know, you know, I have a relationship with one of the WWE guys. I had send him a couple of texts trying to find out what happened. No response back. Oh, wow. uh, not, not even, a, not even a, you know, I can't talk about it. I won't tell you. There's no response. So I, if, you know, I don't know anything, so I don't want to come across, but my opinion, something obviously shady was going on. I don't think it was mechanical failure, but I couldn't even begin to tell you what happened. And, um, WWE is, they have pretty much, you know, Shut down the the leaks on this one. It's, I mean, listen, it has leaked that it's not mechanical issues, but right. we don't know the full story. 
or even close to it. So right, there's stories out sure. that that they they're late on paying WWE. So Vince McMahon was uh, making power moves, and then they came up to late, last minute negotiations. Then a couple of days later, they announced they've renewed the deal. Everything seems to be okay now. This is going to be a story that whether we see it in a Dark Side of the Ring documentary down the line, yeah, uh, the, the the truth is eventually going to come out, and it's going to I got to think going to be a little bit more than this. But I guess you're. Yeah. You follow sports media. If this was the NFL playing a game in Saudi Arabia and the plane was delayed, you just think there's more media paying attention and that there's a chance we would right. know oh, something absolutely. quicker. Is that what it is? Or yeah, absolutely. I you know I don't I'm not sure the New York Times is on this story. Um, and again, the WWE has they put out statement after statement. So what you you know you need to really get a wrestler to talk to you off the record, and you know right. it's not always easy to do. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, this happens, you know, NBA, NFL, and will be like you said, obviously, the mainstream media is pursuing this story a lot harder, where right now you probably just have Dave Meltzer and maybe a couple of other people trying to get the, to the truth. And that's hard, because there's always that blurred line when you're getting the report from Dave yep. Meltzer, because it's just, yeah, if if we can get, if there's some mainstream media that, that's hopefully looking into this, so maybe eventually we'll, we'll figure out exactly what happened or just hold this up there with stories like the Montreal screw job and just don't know for sure uh, what, <laughs> right. what is going on. The Saudi plane disaster. All right, uh, Jimmy, thanks so much uh, for, uh, for calling in. Everybody should give him a follow on Twitter at Jimmy Traina. The rock follows him. So if you're not following him, <laughs> you know what you're doing, Flex Cavanas gave him a follow. <laughs> But I appreciate it. And subscribe to that uh, Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. At least once a month, you got a wrestler on, right? It seems like that. Yeah, we do. I try to get one on once a month or, you know, someone from the wrestler. If it's not a wrestler, a Conrad Thompson or a Dave Meltzer or something like that, you know. So try to do something, like, you know, fairly regularly. All right. Well, appreciate you joining us. Always uh, interesting to get your your insight on the, on the world of professional wrestling. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, Jimmy Trainer from Sports Illustrated there. The uh, Wrestling Time Every Week is brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I'm at every Tuesday hosting trivia, not only is Rec Room a great place to watch, uh, to play current and classic video games and watch WWE and UFC pay-per-views, you can now watch AEW pay-per-views. AEW Watch Party is tonight. I will be there. 901 Wrestling's Andy Mack will be there. We'll be giving away prizes after every single match tonight. So uh, you, you don't want to uh, miss that. It's don't, you know, save your 50 bucks on buying the pay-per-view. Save that 50 bucks, spend it on a little bubbly and come watch the pay-per-view for free, no cover. You got to be 18 and up, though, to get into the rec room uh, tonight to watch. It's uh, right off of Sam Cooper Boulevard, 3000 Broad Avenue, recroommemphis.com. And don't forget, Rec Room is also home to 901 Wrestling twice a month. I am now your host of your wrestling show, 901 Wrestling. Their next show is next Saturday night. It just costs five bucks to get you in the door, and they waive their age restrictions that night. If you're under 21, you are welcome to come as long as you're with a parent or or Guardians. So don't miss Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Don't miss our watch party tonight. No cover. If you want to watch Cody Rhodes win the AEW Championship, that's right. That's my prediction. That is happening tonight against uh, C. Wrestles Y2J. We will be there. Pre-show starts at 6. Show starts at 7. Be hanging out. Come join me. Uh, There's going to be drink specials. I I think there's going to be drink specials on uh, Miller High Life, possibly. The champagne of beer, right? So it can't a little bubbly, a little bubbly there. But uh, 
Anyway, come out tonight at the rec room. We'll talk more about that as we as we get through. But the King, he is landed. We'll see if he's through security. But Jerry Lawler uh, scheduled to join us here in this hour. And you never know what else uh, might happen. You are listening to Wrestling Time here on Sports Entertainment 56, 961 and 877 FM. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy. Sports 56 Middays comes your way from 10 to 1 every weekday. Presented by FedEx on Sports 56 and 877 FM. <laughs> Now, back to wrestling time. Here once again is the Mark of the South, Kevin Cerrito. Coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Jerry the King Lawler. He has just landed back in the United States from his uh, short trip over there to the United Kingdom. Monday Night Raw. The results are out. You know, if you want to know what happens on Raw on Monday, I could ask the King about it, or you can just Google it. But uh, Raw recorded this week. But uh, that's not what it's all about. Tonight is full. Tonight is full gear. And I, I mentioned earlier that uh, we were having a watch party at Rec Room, and you need to come out and watch it. Like it's one thing. Like yes, we all have WWE networks, so we're accustomed to being able to watch those pay per views wherever we are on our phones or whatever with ten dollars a month. AEW pay per views are back to old school prices. It's old school wrestling with old school prices. So you can either pay that, or you can just come and watch with me and the guy who's in studio with me right now. Phenomenal AJ Styles. No, it's not. It is the AJ Styles, though, of 901 Wrestling. Andy Mack! The AJ Styles of 901 Wrestling. I appreciate, this, I'm giving you all I appreciate that, that comparison, Cerrito, you know, but I'll tell you a fact about AJ Styles. I don't know if you know this or not. AJ Styles has never beaten me. He has not. He has not. Oh, that's a, that's true, a, that's that's a, a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. I'm happy to be here, Kevin, and I'm excited about tonight over at Rec Room, man. I'm excited to watch Full Gear. It's going to be fun. Former 901 Wrestling Champion. Uh, yeah, we're going to watch Full Gear tonight. That's that's, that's two-time 901 Wrestling Champion, Kevin. We're, we're going to give a two-time? Really? Oh, I didn't, yes, I, I've, one of those must have been a short reign. Well, one of them was really long. So. One was really long. That's what it was. It felt like you were the champion forever, so... Uh, you're deserving to be the champion. Last week, uh, last Saturday night, of course, I am now your host... Uh, of your wrestling show, your host, your hero, your host of your wrestling show, uh, nine on one wrestling. I was out there. My my brother in law, sister in law were in the house, right? Yeah. And they're not the biggest wrestling fans. They came out to support me, watch the show. After it was over, they were there here the whole weekend, you know, doing the game day experience. The next day, I, I asked them, "What do you what do you think about the show? Who did you like? What do you remember?" Andy Mack. Really? That's what it was. That Andy Mack guy was good. Well, that is flattering. I appreciate that a lot, man. It's like he almost that's, killed that's himself cool. in front of the well, bar. I mean, you know, sometimes you got you got to do what you got to do to try to get the win, man. You know? And uh, and on that note, actually, I, I want to address that real quick. You see, uh, uh, Tommy Jacks likes to get his goons, Chris Ward and Shane Schaffner, up in everybody's business, right? Right. Up at 901 Wrestling, which will be back next Saturday night at 7 p.m. And here's what I want next Saturday, all right? I want Shane Schaffner again because I got screwed this last time, man. You did get screwed. I was, I was. That was not properly handled. You know. I think we can make. I'm going to text Commissioner Contar. Let's get that. Let's make we that should happen. text Commissioner Contar. And let me tell you something, because Shane Schaffner, man, I had him beat, man. I super kicked him. He was out of the ring, and then referee gets pulled by Tommy Jacks, man, getting distracted. I get hit with a pan in the head, man. That's no good. That doesn't work for me. So, and and on another note, you know, we got this 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 nine on one championship thing, right? Tommy Jacks is screwing with that, too. He's messing with that, too. Because Contar was about to name somebody the new number one contender. Now, I don't know who that was going to be. It could have been you. It could, it could have been, been me. Well, I don't know who that was going to be. But now Chris Ward gets another title shot. And Tommy and Jackson's career is on the line. That. His career is on the line. Next week. And tonight at, at Full Gear, 
uh, which we'll be watching at the rec room. You have Cody Rhodes saying it's going to be his last time to wrestle for the title if he does not win it. Like, this is the only That's time. Right. That's the stipulation. That's right. Which, so that means Cody's winning tonight, right? Well, I mean, What's I know Cody's got to go out there and try to beat Chris Jericho, man. I think Cody, I think Cody, I, my prediction is Cody wins and has a, a short reign at the top. Is that the prediction? Jer- Jericho gets the title back. That's the official okay. wrestling time prediction from me. But I want to know what y'all think, and I want y'all to come out and watch it with us tonight. It's going to be lots of fun at Rec Room on those giant 20-foot screens. We'll be watching tonight with the sound on, uh, me and Andy Mack, uh, in our VIP area, but we'll let people come by. Yeah, sure. You can no come problem. by and say hello. Yeah, man, take pictures. Tonight. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to the king here on uh, Sports Entertainment 56, 961 and 877 FM. From Penny, the Tiger player. Through Penny, the Tiger coach. Well, I think the, the main game plan is we can teach you. We're going to develop you. We're going to get you better. For over 25 years, we have been real sports talk for Memphis in the Mid South. Sports 56 and 877 FM. Now, back to wrestling time. Here once again, it's Kevin Cerrito. Let's do it, Welcome back. So last week, last Saturday, around this time, the entire city and the college football universe was watching our next guest uh, make some picks. But he joins us every Saturday at this time, or usually a little bit earlier than this, but he just got back into the United States. He is the king of professional wrestling. He is Jerry Lawler. Smoothie King presents the king, Jerry Lawler. Hey, welcome back to the state. <laughs> good morning, Kevin. It's good to be back. It really is. Even though I was only gone for one day. So can, can I confirm there were no mechanical issues uh, getting out of the United Kingdom? None whatsoever. Everything went very smooth. Of course, we weren't on, you know, all, all the, what you're talking about, of course, the mechanical issues on the uh, WWE flight from Saudi Arabia, which was a charter flight. And, uh, of course, this was, you know, today we, everybody was on uh, this commercial airlines. We went over on. On and on and over and back on United, everything went smooth. So everybody, everybody's back now. Uh, well, no, not not everybody. There are a lot of, there's still a uh, uh, European tour going on. Okay, okay. So right. Some of the talent is still over okay. there. No, but Boris Johnson didn't ground the plane. Uh, everything is good. You are here. Dio Madden was not over there, from what I understand. The only spoiler I got from Raw is Dio Madden seems to be still out from the F5. Just so you know, King, if I was in that same situation, I would have stepped up as well. Uh, you would have? You would have taken the bullet for me? I would have done it. I would have t- taken that F5. I, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I got to do what you got to do. That's was very disrespectful to, to, to you. And But we don't have much time. <laughs> we don't have much time today. So we're going to jump right into um, okay. my favorite part of our interview uh, every week, and that is Bluff City Lawler. Bluff City Lawler. <laughs> All right. I, I, I mentioned it at the top last Saturday. It was game day. It was awesome. Uh, you were there. You were a part of it just one week ago. Uh, give us some behind-the-scenes nuggets. What, what was going on? Well, no, it was a lot of fun, and I never, I never realized <clears throat> they must have a huge, excuse me, they must have a huge viewing audience. I understand since that time that I guess the the game day is the top-rated program on ESPN. You know, other than when they have actual games, uh, and and it seems like since that time. It's like everywhere I go. I mean, even even here in uh, 
the airport today. It's been almost a week. Well, it has been a week, and people are still talking about it whenever they see me. And everybody in Memphis, I think, watched it. So it was it was really cool. And and it was uh, you know a lot of people have asked me when did you find out about it, and it was actually Thursday. I got a call Thursday morning from the from the uh, ESPN people asking me if I would be interested in doing the show. And of course, I said yeah because I had heard. I think we talked about before that I'd heard about different names being bannered around like Joe Theismann or D'Angelo Williams or Justin Timberlake or Anthony Hardaway. And, and I'm thinking, well, what is, surely it'll be one of those guys. And uh, anyway, they, they called me up and asked me to do it. And so they put, they said, please don't, uh, don't publicize it until we ask you to, which was, I think sometime on Friday, they called me up and said, all right, use your show, social media and put out whatever you can about that. You're going to be the guest picker. And it was, it was, um, just a lot of fun. They called me and they asked. The funny thing was, the first thing they said was, "We would like this segment to be as outrageous as possible." And I said, "Okay." And they said, "Then they said, now do we need to fly you in, or you're in Memphis?" I said, "No, I live here." And uh, I said, "I also have a Batmobile. If you guys would like to incorporate that into my interest or something." And they went crazy. They loved that, and they uh, they had me drive the Batmobile down there on Friday evening about six o'clock. And we went through about an hour's worth of rehearsals and making the way to where the how we were going to get that Batmobile through eleven thousand people on the Saturday morning right before game day, and we got it all blocked out and all worked out. So then went back and then of course then, then the next morning I didn't get to I didn't get to meet or say hi to any of the anybody on the set until I actually got out of the Batmobile, oh, walked wow. up on the set, and yeah, that was the first time. So nothing was rehearsed. Uh, the only thing that the 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 lady had told me. And I didn't realize this either. Right before, right before I got out of Batmobile to walk up, uh, or as I was walking up there, she said, "Now, Jerry um, Lee Corso is 84 years old. <laughs> Did you know he, he said Lee was 84 years old?" And she said, uh, uh, "I guess fairly recently or something. He had had just a, like a couple of little minor strokes." And so she said, "If you know, if there's, if you ask him a question or something, and he, and he." Seems a little slow. Just you know, we're just letting you know. But he's he's probably fine. And sure enough, I mean, he was great. He was awesome. He just uh, was so sharp, right on the money. But no, they didn't they didn't ask me uh, anything about my picks beforehand. Uh, they didn't. Uh, I mean, r- really sat down and all of a sudden I shook hands with everybody. And as I was sitting down, they were putting the uh, Elvis outfit on Lee Corso and the and the wig and the sunglasses and all of that sort of stuff. And and and. Uh, you know, we just went right through the right through the picks. Uh, one of the things that I, when it came to one of my picks, I said I really didn't know a lot about this this game, so I asked my 11 year old son Peyton over there to to uh, give me a pick on this one. And all of a sudden, Lee Corso says, "Well, c- come here, Peyton, come over here," and he probably brings him out on on you know on on game day, which was the highlight of his life. All his friends. At Technically, he was the co guest picker. That's a pretty big yeah. Deal. It was a big deal. So. Uh, and then, and then, of course, we came down to picking the Memphis, and uh, they loved the fact that I, I reminded uh, Lee Corso of waving the white flag when he was coaching in Louisville, and Billy Spook Murphy was coaching Memphis, and and, uh, and I, I gave him a white flag and told him to give it to Coach Dykes because that's what they were going to need to do this this on this game. And then, you know, then Lee Corso he took then he took the wig off, he took the glasses off, he said, "Now this is serious business," and he said, "You know," he said. Las Vegas has Memphis, the great Memphis team, six and a half point favorite, and people cheered. And he said, "So who am I to go against Las Vegas? Hand me that tiger head!" And oh man, the people went crazy. And he reached down and 
somebody, this, a lot of people don't realize there's a guy lying on the floor behind, <laughs> behind the scenes. There's a guy lying on the floor behind Lee Corso with both, with both the mascot heads. And so, uh, so he reaches back, the guy hands him the tiger head, and he just about puts it on. And then all of a sudden, he, then people were going crazy. They said, man, he's picking tigers. And then all of a sudden, he throws the tiger head down onto the floor and puts on, and puts on the, the horse, the, the pony head, you know, for SMU. And it was, I mean, it, it was like a, all of a sudden, I felt like I was back right in the middle of a Monday Night Raw or Saturday morning Memphis wrestling show. You know, he turned heel on me. He turned to heal on the whole city of Memphis, and it was it was just awesome, you know. And you tried to give him like a, a headlock or a nose lock or something. Well, and- you know what? I I I, I because everybody, uh, I mean, just almost everybody that I talked to the days the days or the time before, they said, "Hey, if we, if Lee Corso doesn't pick the Tigers, you need to pull the strap down." And so I made sure that I wore the strap under my coat, and I was once once he uh, if I, I, that's what I was going to do if he did pick SMU. So sure enough, when he did put, put the pony head on, I I started to pull my strap down. But the guy, I didn't realize the guy had hooked my microphone to the back of my coat, and I couldn't I couldn't take my coat off. Oh, so, so the strap it, the strap was going to come down on television. It was going to come down, but I couldn't because the, my coat the microphone was hooked to the back of my coat. I couldn't get my coat off. So Kane, when so, you uh, wait, yeah, so what were you? What, well, what, the, the next the, the, I thought the next best thing. I, I, I then all of a sudden it went through my head. Remember, at least eighty four years old, so. I, I couldn't do any other wrestling move, like drop an elbow on him or anything. So I just grabbed the, you know, I just grabbed the nose of the the nose of the horse and started acting like I was twisting on it and everything. And then boom, we went off the air right at that point. Reese Davis immediately, I mean, Reese Davis started taking pictures of me and Lee Corso and selfies of him. And he says, he said, Jerry, that was the best game day show we've had in over a year. I promise you, it was great. Oh wow. Well, there, there we go. We got the the official endorsement there. It was an awesome show, an awesome scene on Beale Street. And we, yes. we, two week, two weeks ago, we I joked with you when we brought up the idea that game day could be coming. I was like, well, I'll, we'll talk to you in two weeks from the set. And we ended up taking off last week so you could focus on your picks because uh, you you did get selected, which is such an honor. Like it really is a it's a huge honor for you. I know um, you're excited about it. They didn't the I'm I'm just glad that the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame wasn't in charge of picking the guest day picker because they'd probably pick some track and field star that we've never heard of instead of picking <laughs> you because they passed you up in the inaugural class for the Memphis Sports Hall of Fame. But but luckily the right people were making the decision. On this, were there rejected? Were there any rejected ideas? You mentioned you were going to pull down the strap, but you ended up having an issue there live on the air. That's the problem with no rehearsals, right? And then, like, were you going to pull a chain? Were you were you thinking? At least Corso wasn't <laughs> down with. Was he not down with blading or or throwing fire? Uh, well, I, honestly, I did think about throwing fire, but I, it was everything happened so fast mm-hmm. that I didn't have time to ask. Uh, you know, like the director or the producer of the segment or anything. I didn't have time to go over that. It was literally get out of the Batmobile, walk around to the front. And and by the time I got up the steps, I mean, the, the mayor was there and Kevin Kane was there and different people were shaking hands with me and all this sort of congratulating me. I mean, and literally by the time I got behind the desk, the guy started hooking the microphone on. I didn't have, and, and next thing you know, they're saying we're, we're on the air again. So there was no time to even talk to anybody about what we're going to do. But the main thing, honestly, I really felt like that Lee Corso was going to pick the Tigers. So I, I, <laughs> right, I, I yeah. really wasn't even thinking that much about it. I just thought it was. And the, the great thing about it was he was on a six-game winning streak up until the, up until uh, Serves Saturday. Serves him right. The Tigers Serves won. him right. Yeah. 
right. So we we were the Brock Lesnar to his Undertaker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was a great it was a great heel turn. Lee we're, we're, we're talking with Jerry Lawler, wrapping things up. The King joins us here every single Saturday uh, to on the radio. We always end the segment with Bluff City Lawler, where we talk about something Memphis. The obvious topic here is a uh, game day. That you're now up there on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers to appear on game day. Ric Flair, Roman Reigns, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Jerry Lawler, only the biggest and the best wrestlers in history uh, have, have been on that show. And uh, it, it was and, awesome. and and thanks to Peyton, I went nine and three on my picks, which we knocked. I, I surpassed Bo Jackson. I'm in like third place of all the top uh, top pickers. You were nine and three. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty good, huh? Yeah, they should have you pick pick every week though. So that was awesome, King. I'm sure we'll 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 talk more uh, about different stories from from that morning. Uh, and that day in Memphis was just amazing, and I'm and uh, we'll try to figure out if you ever, uh, you know. If you paid for the rock to, to move here and if that violated any <laughs> NCA rules when Flex Cavana was wrestling. No uh, kidding. And it, it's, it's amazing. This has been an amazing week as far as news goes in the city of Memphis, hasn't it? And right. I, I just yeah. want, I want to say real quick, too, is, you know, like I said, it was it was really an honor to be picked. And I, I hope I didn't embarrass anybody or, or try to make Memphis proud. But, man, what a job. Uh, Memphis football did what a job the Tigers did and Coach Norvell and and uh, the, the, you talk about making Memphis tra- proud. Watching every second of that game, that was one of the best games I've ever seen. It was awesome. That day, that day just reliving last Saturday. It's been a week now, and I still got goosebumps thinking about it. The NC two A trying to ruin it for us yesterday, and uh, once they find out that the Rock lived in downtown Bruno's trailer, it's going to be. It's, it's <laughs> who knows what type of. Something will be up. You're something, right. something will be up. But, King, we will talk to you next Saturday. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right, thanks, that, Kevin. That is Jerry the King Lawler. He is here every single week. That is it for our show. I want to thank all you low budgets for listening. We'll be back live uh, next Saturday at 10. Wrestling time starting at 11. And tonight at the Rec Room, join me and Andy Mack as we watch AEW. It's totally free. No cover. Come out, hang out, and watch Cody Rhodes become the AEW champion. Uh, full gear pay-per-view watch party. Starting at 6 o'clock tonight at the Rec Room. So uh, until tonight, I will see you around the territory.